In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available in both the public and private sector. And we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world. We'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home. This is Military Mom Talk Radio and here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a great show today. We're going to welcome Autumn Arnold, and she's going to talk about how to make a fitness plan get us through the holidays, because we're coming up a month away from Halloween. The candy's already in the stores. I don't know about you guys, but birthday parties in my neck of the woods are ramping up. I ate way too much yesterday, so she's going to help us um, come out with a plan that will get us through um, September, October, November, December, those months that have lots of holidays and lots of goodies in them. And then we're going to round out the show with Joyce Flaherty, or I'm sorry, Joyce Faulkner in her last appearance as president of Military Writers Society of America. She's done an outstanding job this year. We've had a lot of fun uh, with her, and she's going to continue on with her uh, Writer's Corner, and we're hopefully going to bring Layla Levinson on uh, also in the future with her program, uh, Writing for Healing. And uh, we're going to talk about with her what's going to go on this weekend because Military Writers Society of America is having their big annual conference. So there's lots to talk about, Robin. So much going on today. So much. And, you know, I think that's so indicative of everybody straight across the country. Every time you turn around and say, gee, how are you? Everybody has that panicked look on their face like, oh, my God. God, I can't get through the day. <laughs> and I, I just think it's that time of year. Uh, the summer's over and people are ramping up and, and just getting ready for uh, getting back into the swing of school, back into the swing of uh, uh, all that happens in the fall. Good well, stuff. You know- I sorry, I missed you there for a minute. Um, don't even know what you said. I was completely <laughs> but I went come up with a lot of. Um, I've seen a lot of dog stories in the news um, in the past couple of weeks. How about you? Absolutely. In fact, the first one uh, that I happened to see that I I wanted to mention was that there was a wonderful tribute to the hero dogs of 9-11. And I know uh, even though it's uh, 9-11 has passed, I think it's certainly warranting um, that there were more than 300 search and rescue dogs and their handlers that responded to the ground zero um, uh, emergencies after 9-11 and they are um, definitely I think it was really wonderful that they had an opportunity 
Sunday, uh, this past September 11th, to honor the dogs. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. It is really cool. And it's so funny because we're on the same wavelength because I came across a site today called dogsofhonor.com. You can also get there by fallendogs.com. I was reading this story and it led me back um, to this website. And of course, the inspiration for Dogs of Honor came fittingly from a United States Navy vet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I found a couple of others, too. I think we lost Sandra for a sec. Um, I came across another one called Hero Dogs, Service Dogs for American Heroes. And in the past, we've had guests on um, from Freedom Dogs, which... um, certainly is another organization that we would love to have back on. We were really very fortunate to have them on, I think it was last year. So um, one of the things that I I did find, um, I'm still not hearing Sandra yet. Can you hear me now, uh, Rob? Oh, now I've got you. There you are. There we are. I know I was talking away about like hero dogs and (laughs) nobody can hear me. I think I said the same thing. <laughs> we have uh, Hero Dogs, which is service dogs for American heroes. That one's hero-dogs.org. Well, and then we have FallenDogs.com and DogsOfHonor.com. And what I like about the Dogs of Honor, if you're a canine lover, which I am, um, this is a whole, it's got a whole section of Dogs of Honor stories. And, you know, I read one about Yogi, the winner of the 2011 Dog of Value Valor Award. There's search and rescue dogs. There's police and canine, you know, along with military dogs and therapy dogs. It's really, it's a great site if you want to go, but bring a box of tissues because it's killing me oh gosh i know and then recently there was a um a facebook i think it was on facebook there was somebody who was training uh service dogs and they were beautiful labs and they had a a cam a camera stream did you catch any of them these Oh my gosh, they were so darn cute. Then the, the stream was just live all the time and you could go to this website and you could just tune into the stream and you could see them playing, you could see them training, you could see them sleeping and, and running in their sleep. Oh. <laughs> it was adorable. But And I honestly don't know the breeder, but they just had this live cam running 24-7 so you could tune in and, and watch them. But there again, it was just wonderful because they... They raised the dogs and then turned them over to people who trained them for their particular service, whether it was um, for for blind uh, service, whether it was for epileptic service, whether it was for other military purposes. I, I don't have the website, but I just remember tuning in and watching these pups as they as they grew. It was the eight weeks worth of, of uh, puppy time. It was wonderful. Oh, well, you know, there's so many wonderful things out there. Like there's supportmilitaryworkingdogs.org, which I think is really cool. Mm -hmm. And they outfit military working dogs in equipment they need to stay healthy and safe because these expensive items are not supplied by our government. They're given to the dogs by donation only. And then there's another one, too. And I think we got to get these people on the show, Rob, because these are just such these charities keep popping up and they're so great. Um, Operation Send Off by the Mm -hmm. Animal Registry, and this charity helps soldiers place their dogs in foster care while they're on deployment if they have no Uh-oh, family to wow. look after them. How cool is that? 
It is. I mean, and you are a foster mom, so I mean, obviously, you're you're that's very close to your heart. Absolutely, you know, and I would never um, turn down. I, I say never because that's how I ended up with four. Um, but <laughs> you know, I'll never turn down an animal in need like that. And to know that her owners are overseas serving, doing what they need to do to help our country, and I'm here. And every day I feed that dog, I think of all our service members around the world that have to relocate for the military. And you know, there's not a lot of people who will take their dog in, knowing that. You know, in two years, when they come back, or three years, that you have to give that dog up. I know it's going to kill me, but I will. Mm-hmm. I know. But I'm, I, you, I know you mentioned something about co, uh, co-parenting, that yeah. at least you could have some <laughs> yeah. visitation yeah. time. Visitation rights. <laughs> and, uh, they only live miles away. And I, you know, I've, I, this dog, I mean, she's bonded with my dog. She's bonded <laughs> And, you know, it's just, um, but it's typical, you know, everything in the military with respect to family and relationships has to change and grow. And, you know, there's a lot, the one thing I'm learning, there's a lot of saying goodbye over and over. Mm -hmm. And that's the things I think is the hardest, um, hardest, one of the hardest parts of a military career and a military lifestyle. I think you're right. And I think what's so hard is that we are not always open to change, but in the military, you have to be. And I think that whole mindset is just a testament to how strong and brave the military families are, because not only is that deployed person uh, having to face change every single day, but that family is constantly in a, a change situation throughout that whole service person's career so it is. Um, put sally on skype we've had her on skype sally is a tough golden retriever half um half uh, german shepherd and i can actually put the headset on <laughs> let me wear you know she'll wear it and then mm-hmm. she looks up at the computer monitor and she can see her original owners on the computer screen and she's puzzled because you know they're talking they're hi sally hi sally and she's oh. bouncing up and down you know and she bumps her nose into the computer i mean it's a really amazing thing of you know animals to Employment and technology. Oh, how precious! Well, when I was in college, I talked to my dog on the phone, and he could hear <laughs> he could hear my voice, and he would go crazy. He'd start jumping around and running up and down the hall. And I have to say, it was a great Dane. So we're not talking a puppy; we're talking <laughs> this huge mammoth animal that would bowl my father over. But it is interesting what. I, Dogs are fascinating. They're just so smart. They're just so, oh, I, I, I'm just so fond of dogs. And unfortunately, I don't have one right now, but um, I got plenty for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just share. Hey, if we so I have ever had Robin. I had seven dogs at one point on my ranch, and only two of them were mine. Mm. That just shows you what a wonderful person you are, Sandra. To be so. <laughs> <laughs> That's the person who can't say no. Yeah, yeah. But that think of uh, think of how happy all those little pups are because they had someone loving them instead of being in a kennel somewhere, or they had someone who could love them and and uh, take care of them. They really are very very sensitive little little creatures. I just do love them. So we definitely want to uh, have people not only visit some of these websites that we've talked about, but uh, also consider there are a lot of people who uh, a lot of organizations 
organizations who do need foster people. So absolutely take a take a second thought about what your lifestyle is and if that's something that you can fit into your life. Um, it's it's uh, it's a wonderful and a most gratifying endeavor. So uh, we want to say uh, stay tuned because we have Autumn Arnold coming on after our first commercial break. Autumn is just a great inspiration for us because she is a health and fitness coach that just puts everything into perspective so well. Um, Autumn has been with us before and uh, by all means check out our past programming on iTunes and at uh, our show page right here on Toganet because Autumn every time she comes on has something new and something very very interesting to talk about. So after the break we will be with Autumn Arnold and stay tuned because later on we'll be talking with uh, Debbie Gregory and with Joyce Faulkner. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Doginet.com. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help us out, put your name at the top of his list and a statue. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. 
Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And uh, some of those charities that we talked about earlier on are dogsofhonor.com, falendogs.com, supportmilitaryworkingdogs.com, and then we have serviceanimalregistry.org. And Rob, what was yours? Uh, I, I closed it. Hero, I'm pretty sure it was Hero Hero Dash. Dogs. Yeah, hero, hero dogs. dash dogs, but there was a dash in between it. So oh, okay, okay, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, so many, and there again, there's then there's the whole fostering thing too. So um, we want to make sure. The, I think every region probably has different chapters or or organizations. So you'd have to find what's local to you. I know that we have a couple of local ones up here in New England. So. <clears throat> I do. Cool, I think, cool and I know stuff. there's one just for Pendleton. I know um, yeah. there was one they were talking about. They called me to see if I would take four cats, and I'm like, no. Draw the line. I'm allergic to cats. You know, I'm not a zoo, but if you have a zebra, an elephant, or a cheetah, I might be up for it. Oh gosh. Oh well, talking about health and you sniffing over there. Let's. <laughs> I bet oh. we have some good advice <laughs> from our next guest. <laughs> That's true. We've got Autumn Arnold. She's our health, wellness, and fitness expert. We like to include all three because I think for optimum health, you can't um, you can't uh, have those one without the other. And what I wanted to talk to Autumn about today, because we are getting into, we're just starting that cusp of the holiday season, Rob. You know, where I was in the store the other day, and they have all the the Halloween stuff out oh, already, gosh, yeah. and um, the candy. And of course, I bought a bag of I don't know. I think we bought. Oh, some chocolate mix. It was so good. Um, <laughs> way to kick off the health and fitness season with a big bag of chocolate. Yep, um, yep. But I think we need a strategy. I know last year I didn't have a strategy uh, to help me through the holidays. And the kids are back in school, which also means all these little school parties and then these after-school birthday parties. And everywhere I turn, like what I had noticed too, even at soccer, Rob, they have a snack bar. So we mm-hmm. have a snack bar at baseball, we have a snack bar, and everything is garbage. It's like chips and candy and Gatorades and sodas. I mean, and I have almost zero willpower. So yeah. I think that um, I would love Autumn today to talk about what we can do to have an action plan. Because if I snack, it'll be snacking at school, snacking at soccer, snacking at the parent. Teacher night had another like buffet of muffins out. You know, we got to have a plan because I can't look at every night and go, oh, well, it's parent teacher night. Oh, well, it's soccer. Hello, Autumn. You need to save us. Yeah. Just about every night of the week when there's an event. I'm so excited to be back on with you guys. I always have so much fun. Um, we, <laughs> it's hard, I know, with the sports and the snack bars, too, because they, it helps support the team. So then you justify buying the junk food because you're like, oh, it goes to the team. You know, So it's, it's hard to really stay on track. I, I understand with football, you know, still four days a week out of every week for another five weeks. It's, it's just, you know, preparing and planning. Um, I know... With Halloween coming up, it's going to be hard for myself even to stay out of the sugar, you know, the candy. Everybody wants candy. So um, I know for the holidays, it's easy to just pick, you know, one or two days or one or two special events out of each month for me and say, okay, I'm going to eat what I want on this day and um, not on, you know, the other events. That way you don't feel like you're cheating, 
and you still get to enjoy your time. So for me, that's helpful. I think sometimes, too, my, one of the things that I try and do is um, just allow myself a little. So if I get one candy bar, I'm not going to eat the whole thing. I'm going to break it in half, and I'm going to put the other one away or give it away or <laughs> or share it. Because I think if you deny yourself completely, then you get frustrated and then you overeat totally. Yeah, that's true. And that's, that's good for, that's great for most people. But for me, once I have a little bit of sugar in my mouth or a little bit of something <laughs> bad, I can't quit after that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, that's hard. Something, you know, sorry. It, it, well, sorry. I'm, I was just like that. Just set a light bulb off in my head because if I don't have the junk in my house, after a while, it's almost like I go through detox or withdrawal, and I don't think of it all the time. But it's like as soon as I hit one of these snack bars, man, you know, a Mountain Dew, a Snickers bar, and a bag of chips, and then I'm back on the wagon, and I actually crave it. Is there a reason behind this? I mean, or is it just all in my head? Well, no, it is. Sugar is almost like a drug. It's probably the worst thing that you can put into the human body. Um, And the more you have, the more you crave. So if you go on a sugar binge, it takes you a couple of days to come out of that because your body is going, we want more, we want more. So, you know, in December last year, I went on this kick and decided that I was going to um, cut sugar completely out of my diet. I didn't care what party or what Christmas party or New Year's or anything like that. And I still had tamales, and I think we had sushi twice. And, of course, I love going to Don Cucos for chips and salsa. Um, but all of that is more corn and grain-based. And um, I lost 12 pounds in December just by staying out of the sugar. Wow. So if you can, like, just focus on really just trying to stay out of the sugar, even if you don't get the exercise in or you don't get, you know, and the refined foods, obviously none of that was really much refined except for maybe the the rice on the sushi. But, um, you know, just stay away from that sugar and you'll really just come out on top at the end of the holidays. So how do you know, like, when you say sugar, you know, like, because I look at chips and think, oh, well, they're loaded with fat, and then they're probably, like, like, I know some carbohydrates turn into sugar. How do you, like, like, bear with my ignorance, how do you know what is sugar? Like, I get it with a candy bar, I get it with a cupcake, you know, or frosting, like, those are obvious, but what are some sneaky places, like, I found out there's so much sugar in ketchup. I was thinking, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, I loaded my hamburger up with ketchup that I didn't eat the bun, but when I read how much sugar was in ketchup, like, it was like, I might as well had the bun without the ketchup. That's right, absolutely. Um, I would, a rule of thumb is stay away from anything white as far as breads and rices and things like that go because that's usually going to be processed um, processed carbohydrates, I guess you can say, but they're more of a simple carb, so they process as sugar in your body. Okay. Yep. So stay away from white things. I know ketchup was loaded with sugar. Oh, yeah. Um, anything else that raises big red flags? I know if I eat a lot of bread, I just I might as well just staple it right to my thighs. It yeah, just, I, tried, I didn't have any bread the whole entire time. The closest I got was the tamales, but I think that's even a certain type of grain or something like that. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but, um, you know, it's not uh, certainly not flour or wheat or anything like that. And how did you feel? Like, I tried a no-sugar thing one time this summer, and the sad thing was I didn't keep up with it, but I felt fantastic. Oh, I felt amazing. 
And um, I'm starting it again today, actually, so I can get kind of a head start on the holidays. Now, I know I kind of had a, a couple of weak moments there for a while, um, once or twice in December last year, especially with my family. My, my sister-in-law loves to bake, <laughs> so it was really hard to stay out of her baked goods at our Christmas family Christmas dinner. And what I did was I brought um, a thing of Cool Whip because there's hardly any sugar in Cool Whip, although it is dairy and it's processed, but they're still really low in sugar. Um, a thing of cottage cheese because it's really high in protein. And then you buy uh, sugar-free Jello or pudding, depending. I like Jello better. And you just put a couple scoops of Cool Whip, a couple scoops of cottage cheese, sprinkle some um, Jello on there, and you have a sugar-free dessert that has protein in it. That oh, wow. is cool. Wow. It's nice and sweet, and it's I love it. So that's a good one to take with you. Take a little container of it with you wherever you're going, and you can just eat that. It's in it because the sugar-free Jello is really sweet. It takes that sweet tooth away. Hmm. Hmm. I kind of like that because I, I, you know, you like you're getting the protein, and then you're getting something. And I know, like. You guys, you know, you hear me complain every time we have this thing on. You know, I sit on at a computer all the time, and it's not always convenient for me to get up and walk. And then when I realize how much working out I have to do for what I'm consuming, it's no reason. There's no wonder why I can't fit in my jeans. And now we're getting into jean season, and they don't buckle. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> um, what you do is you. Um, based on that body scan that we did, Sandra, you have to stay below that caloric intake, which is what your resting metabolism would be. So it's what your, you know, what your uh, body operates on a daily basis without working out. If you stay yeah. below that, you should still be okay. Well, and I think um, Robin and Autumn, I'm eating the wrong things. You know, I found wow. myself like this week. I mean, it's just it's, it was horrible what I was eating. I had, you know, the kids had these extra snack bags from soccer, so I ate like a little snack bag of Fritos, a little snack bag of Doritos, and then one of the moms had given out these big York peppermint patties. I had that and a diet Coke, and you know, seriously, that was my lunch. You know, God wonders why I'm sick. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> and the more soda you have, the more sugar you'll crave even if it's sugar-free really yeah god i mainline diet coke or diet pepsi during the day that's like my one vice that i i don't know if i can give up the caffeine well then just stick to one try and bring it down to one a day yeah, I need an overhaul, you guys. There's just it needs to be an intervention. You guys need to fly in, you need to clean out my kitchen, and just I have to come over there every morning chat. and crack the whip. <laughs> oh, well, I definitely want to try that. The Cool Whip with the cottage cheese. Well, I have to watch sodium, but when I'm only talking, say, a spoonful or a tablespoonful, that I, I certainly can deal with. So that, absolutely, that and so I just cool. do like I probably do three tablespoons of each for myself and then of course you just do the jello to taste and you can do lemon lime strawberry any flavor you want another one that um i like to do is if you're on your way to a dinner or to a birthday party you know take an apple with you eat it in the car on the way there and then you know that'll help fill you up a little bit before you get there and you won't be as hungry when you get there or almonds or all almonds that's that's really true. And I think, I don't know what it's like out in California, but I know around here, I don't think anybody thinks twice if people bring something of their own to any kind of an occasion, because mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who either have allergies or who have uh, dietary restrictions that for someone to show up and say, oh, I brought my own tea or I brought my own whatever. Autumn, we're going to have to go to 
break, but thanks so much for all of these tips because you always put it in perspective and it always makes us feel so much empowered to fight what we've got to fight so that we can be better to ourselves. Thanks, Autumn. Thank you. Coming up on the other side of the break, Debbie Gregory with the Veterans and Military Business Owners Association. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com. There's no stopping us. Join host Kaylin Amadio for Act Local, marketing for small business. Kaylin helps concerned, confused, and even clueless small business entrepreneurs market simply, safely, and successfully. Join Kaylin for some Monday morning marketing madness that will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing for your local business, this marketing black belt will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin will feature a new tip that you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. Act Local Marketing for Small Business airs every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Rockstar Radio Network. There ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are, I can't believe we're halfway through the show already, Rob. Quick, quick, quick. I know it. Just like this. I know. We cover a lot on this. We've got uh, we've got dogs. We've got fat. Now we're going to change to money. <laughs> we're covering everything this show. From food um, to money, the two essential things in life. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, you know, it's really important because, you know, we have Debbie Gregory coming on we have Debbie Gregory coming on from the Veteran and Military Business Owners Association. She has been on so many times, but every time she comes, there's something new and different. Debbie, are you with us? 
Hi, I'm here. Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. I think we keep losing Sandra every so often, but hi, Debbie. Welcome. Welcome, and I hope I don't throw you all a curveball, but I kind of wanted to change the topic of what we're oh, talking sure. about, something near and dear you, all of you. Um, as you know, both Military Connection and Mambo are very involved in the military and veteran community. And last week, I went to an amazing event for military children at the University of Southern California, their Center for Innovation and Research on Veterans and Military Families. And um, I kind of wanted to share some of the information that I learned. And given that your military mom talk radio, I thought this might be a nice curveball for you. Oh, we love it. <laughs> um, I went to a uh, full day seminar um, at uh, the Center for Innovation and Research. And uh, they are engaged in um, uh, looking at some of the. Uh, things that affect military children. Uh, a recent study found that mental health problems were more likely to be diagnosed among children who had a parent deployed at least once to Iraq or Afghanistan. Um, and, uh, you know, not just the military member, but the families served too, and especially the children. And uh, what this organization is trying to do is to set up uh, a lot of resources and uh, best practices that will work with children. And their work is uh, extraordinary. Um, they, um, I was just looking at some statistics. They've got a whole network of uh, – USC offers a uh, social work course in um, military and veterans. Um, and they've got, um, I think they've got about 300 people attending it. Now, is, I just want to back up a little, Debbie. Is this organization uh, somewhat of a self-help uh, resource, or is it something that's a program that will support the families? Um, it's actually quite a huge program. Um, it's uh, connected with militarychild.org. Okay. And it has a very impressive board of educators, of people uh, from the military community, different services. Um, even um, our veteran secretary, uh, Eric Shashecki, his wife, Patty, who's very dedicated, is very involved in this. And she herself, you know, comes from an education background. <laughs> and um, I sat in a room with a couple hundred people. And we were trying to figure out how to bring California on board and get them engaged in this. Um, we have, in California, more than 100,000 military children. Oh, my and God. we've got, especially in California, a lot of Guard and Reserve families where um, they're not living on a base. They don't have all the support of a base around them, and all of a sudden uh, the mom or the dad is deployed or going to be deployed, and uh, the impacts on the child, it isn't as though a guard family is going to announce to the whole civilian community that one of the parents is going to be gone for a year or more. Yeah. So they're kind of on their own in many respects, and um, you know, the moms are just doing an incredible job. Uh, they're both parents. Uh, I can't imagine what that would be like. You know, I'm a parent myself, but to be uh, taking care of everything uh, for that long, I mean, we should give a big shout-out to all the military moms out there. 
Uh, but I wanted to t- share with you just a little bit about USC and their School of Social Work and their partnership with the Center for Innovation. And what they're doing is talking about military children and the new normal for them. Mm. Okay. Go right um, ahead, yeah. Okay. Well, so the, Debbie, the, when you say our military children, some of our military children are 10-year-olds. All they know is a parent that's, that's been deployed or in service. We're looking at almost 10-year-old kids now. Absolutely. And not only that, but multiple deployments, as you say. And a lot of them, uh, you know, with Guard and Reservists, uh, I was at a table where there was a military family and somebody was sharing that they must have not been doing their job right because their, the husband was going to be deployed and the children didn't realize that their dad was a soldier. Wow. And, you know, they, they, there's impacts before they're deployed. We've hosted in our office of Military Connection um, military families uh, that are have a, the Soldiers Project comes and does counseling. And you've got families that have someone that's going to be deployed and they're trying to figure out how to deal with it and what to expect. They have uh, families that have someone that is already deployed. And then you've got also families, when someone comes back, there's so many adjustments as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I know Sesame Street did that deployment. They did a thing for little guys for deployment. But that's, what do you do if you're 8 through 15? But I wanted to kind of share some information. I'm I'm very impressed with what the University of Southern California is doing. Um, Their School of Social Work, in partnership with the Center for Innovation and Research on military, uh, veterans and military families, uh, is the first major research university that offers a full graduate specialization in military social work. It's an evidence-based curriculum focused on effective behavioral health clinical practice with service members and military families. And they have 164 Master of Social Work graduates that have specialized in military social work. They started with 14 graduates in 2010 and built it all the way up to 164. Wow. Is that That's amazing? Rapid. That's rapid. Wow. And now, also, what do they do, Deb? What, what do you do with a degree like this? Well, there's certainly a need, especially as we have so many military families and we have so many military coming back. You know, our veterans, even though someone becomes a veteran, you know, they they leave the service and all of a sudden they're a veteran, there's both the uh, veteran and his family are still dealing with a lot of the issues from being deployed and being in a combat zone and dealing with trauma. You know, perhaps um, with PTSD or PTS, as it's now called, oftentimes um, they're not aware of it. It doesn't trigger or they don't deal with the fact that they have it until, you know, after they've left the military. And so uh, the whole family deals with that. It's interesting, um, 30% of the military social work graduates are active duty service members, veterans, or military family members. Wow. That's and pretty cool. I know. And 70% of them are uh, of the graduates are employed with an organization that are serving service members, veterans, or military families. And from my point of view, we can't get people out, you know, trained and out there fast enough. Uh, we have so many people that really are in need of these services, and USC and uh, SIR, 
um, the uh, Center for Innovative Research for Military Families and Service Members is just, uh, you know, leading edge stuff in this field. And I'm wondering if that this is just going to snowball because I'm hoping that this will be a model for other universities to bring this, uh, uh, bring it out and network into the rest of the country. Absolutely. And also, I mean, it's children we're talking about. The children are affected. I mean, they, military children often, especially um, active duty that are not guard or reserve, they move around an awful lot, they change schools. There's so many issues that they deal with that other kids don't have to deal with. Um, and um, they come out and, we, you know, hopefully they're stronger for it. But, mm. you know, there's still children and they need help. And um, we as Americans, we've got a, a, a population where only 1%, less than 1% serve. So I think it's up to the rest of us. And um, I'm not a psychologist and military connection. Um, we're, you know, we're determined to use our reach, which is significant, to talk to other people and bring other people aboard um, so that they will know about this. And this organization is going into different states and engaging them. And um, they have over, uh, so far they've trained over 20,000 professionals in 700 accredited courses. And they conducted 27 public engagement sessions, such as the one I went to. Hmm. So um, each state, one of the things that we did is we put together a plan. How are we going to help? What are we going to do? And uh, it has to really be done in the local community. I think you're right because there's there's so many different district school districts that need this information because not every child is going to be in a military uh, environment. They're going to be in uh, the mainline, the uh, streamlined schools, and it's up to um, people like these graduates to help integrate um, these kids and help educate the, the school systems on how to better serve these children. Debbie, we're run, we've run out of time again uh, so quickly, but Debbie, thank you for bringing this to our attention, and I want to direct people not only to militaryconnection.com, where you'll find a lot more information of what he has to offer, but also to cir.usc.edu for more information about the center. And also militarychild.org. Okay. Great. Thanks, Debbie. And uh, we want everybody to look more into what USC, University of Southern California, is doing for our military families. Thanks, Debbie. I hope you are enjoying the rest of your afternoon. I am. I'm at the ocean, so it's very nice. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to eat any of the things that you guys were talking about. The bad things. Oh, good girl. Good girl. I know. <laughs> On the other side of the break, we've got Joyce Faulkner, president of the Military uh, Writers Society of America. And we are so anxious to talk to Joyce. Take care. <laughs> Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. 
I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Tune in to the Travel Chick Show with Bonnie Kitohata. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Bonnie will share with you an hour of travel ideas, experiences, adventures, and tips from her guests. Topics range from local day trips to international excursions. From organized professional vacations to spur-of-the-moment getaways. For fun or business, groups or solo, by bus, car, plane, train, boat, bike, hike, or horse, you'll also hear about travel-related subjects like cultures, travel photography, keepsakes, and more. Whether you love to travel yourself or you enjoy seeing the world vicariously through others, join us and enjoy travel stories from around the U.S. and around the world. For more information on The Travel Chick Show, check out Bonnie's website, thetravelchick.com. Then join us for the show, The Travel Chick Show, live Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, with your host, Bonnie Kitohara, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Put a boot in your ass, it's the American way. Help the Sam, put your name at the top of his list, and the Statue of Liberty started shaking. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd. And for those of you that missed earlier parts of today's show, we had Autumn Arnold on, and she uh, talked to us about some techniques that we can use to get through the holidays. We had uh, Debbie Gregory, and she did a fantastic job talking about what's being done with our military kids, and she's going to bring us some great guests in the future to talk more about um, our military kids and some of the things that are available to them and what they need. Um, which is perfectly in line with Military Mom Talk Radio. And now we are going to welcome Joyce Faulkner, and she's going to talk about what's going on at Military Writers Society of America's conference this Saturday. Welcome, Joyce. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. It's a lot of fun. I (laughs) I can't not smile when I hear your voice. (laughs) <laughs> well, we always do have fun, don't we? I'm really we sorry do. you're not going to be able to make it to our conference, but we have a, a ton of fun at our conferences as well. Maybe next well, year. Well, I'll be there virtually. I'll be there ahead That's on the right. screen. That's, <laughs> God That's bless technology. Right. But we, we won't be able to, to include you in all of our group hugs. So. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to save that for next year. 
That's right. I got it. I'll put it down on the books for next year. So tell me, what's going to? What am I going to miss this weekend? Just, oh, <laughs> just put it on the table there. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, first of all, um, we we're going to begin on Thursday, and uh, our, our conferences are usually a combination of. Uh, seminars on the art of writing, the art and craft of writing, and also on how to market it. And so we're going to have a whole day of marketing, uh, which, of course, you're going to be a part of, and you'll be speaking virtually. Um, but also this year, uh, we have something a little new, and that's going to be Lila Levinson. You mentioned Lila earlier. Uh, mm-hmm. Lila is doing a conference on Thursday afternoon uh, for any uh, veteran, active military, uh, EMT, first responders, police, whatever in the, the area of Dayton uh, on uh, Writing to Heal. Uh, it will be at the uh, uh, Holiday Inn Fairborn. And uh, any of these folks and their family, spouses or children of these folks as well, who wants to come and uh, go through the process of writing to heal, uh, it's free. And we welcome anybody that's uh, in the area or wants to come over and uh, meet with Lila and uh, do the little workshop uh, from, uh, I believe, it's 1.30 to 3. We'd better clarify, Joyce, where is this taking place? Uh, this is in Dayton, Ohio, and Fairborn mm-hmm. is a suburb. And it is at the Holiday Inn, Interstate 675, or they also call it the Holiday Inn Fairborn. And uh, we will be in the amphitheater. Uh, and uh, anybody that uh, wants to come, like I say, active military, uh, veteran, uh, police, EMT, firemen, uh, anybody who feels the need that they would uh, feel that this would be useful. Also, their family, wives or children, uh, who brothers and sisters, uh, who feel that it would be useful. Uh, we welcome them with open arms. Uh, 1.30 to 3 o'clock on Thursday afternoon. It's coming Thursday afternoon. Uh, so that ought to be fun and a little bit different. And uh, it, it is uh, setting us out on our new uh, mission, or one of our new missions, uh, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, then the other thing that we're doing on uh, uh, all of the weekend is all of our meals are included this year so that we don't miss a minute. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's right. So we uh, are going to be getting together, and we're going to have a pizza party for our orientation for our, just our members. And uh, then we are having... A speaker from Wright State University, his name is Gino Pasi, and uh, Gino is an archivist, and uh, he took uh, uh, the group of us who were there to set this up uh, into the archives at Wright State University uh, mm-hmm. Library, uh, and they have all the original Wright Brothers materials there. Oh, how fascinating. so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the idea, hopefully, is to encourage our members, our authors, to take advantage of archives, uh, to get in there and look at the original materials. Uh, there's something very special. We happen to uh, uh, look at the uh, pictures and the uh, the uh, diary of the Wright brothers' father, 
So Isn't all that the fascinating? Time, it was fascinating, yeah. All the time they were doing their uh, experiments, uh, they were contacting him and he was writing in his diary. That was pretty cool. Um, it doesn't yeah, that I, just say what how important something is to write we we yeah. will we could be doing something as simple as making i don't know stitching a a, a backpack up or a, or a, a tote bag but the fact that it has a purpose and that just transcends what someone is going to be looking back at this a hundred years from now, it, it, I just think it's so important that we write as as we go through our lives. It absolutely is, and um, the materials that we gather, we we aim to elevate our whole group uh, with our classes and our seminars and mm-hmm. our recognition for quality and and all. But it really doesn't uh, matter uh, how well it's done in the beginning, because the idea is to get it written down, to save those uh, memories, to get your testimonies in, get it written down. Then we can do something with it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But all of that is important uh, material, regardless, to future historians who will go back and look. One of our nominees, uh, and and probably several of them, but one in in particular that's not been nominated for an award in history, uh, his name is Keith Jones. He did a book called um, uh, The Boys of Diamond Hill. And mm. the, the whole book is about a family during the Civil War, and they had five sons. And all five sons had families, and they all went to war. And the original materials that he used were their letters to each other. Back oh, home wow. to mom and dad, to their wives, to their children. Uh, and it was just an amazing book based on these original materials. Uh, mm. So very important, as you say. Joyce, this has been a wonderful year for Military Writers Society of America to have had you as their president. Um, wow. And I, I just want to ask you to reflect for a moment. Uh, the, the society has a mission of three main goals, writing for healing, writing for education, and to preserve history. What has this presidency, uh, we obviously know what it's done for its members having you at the helm. What's it meant to you? Uh, Oh, that's a wonderful question. Uh, It's been very exciting. Uh, It's uh, something to watch an organization grow and and to have a hand in it. Uh, It's kind of like uh, uh, software, though. Uh, It has a shelf life so that if in uh, three years I come back and it hasn't grown, then I may have not contributed as much as I hoped I had. But I think it will. Uh, we have a, a marvelous uh, a new president. His name is uh, Dwight Zimmerman. He'll be taking over on Saturday night. And uh, I think that if we direct all of our energies to, to these, these goals of elevating the group, um, we have a, a gentleman who is this the 2011 author of the year uh, by the name of Jack Woodville London, a marvelous writer. Mm, and he had shares, him. Oh, yes, you met Jack. Exactly. Yes. Wonderful. Uh, Jack is going to be the, the chairman of a committee uh, for education. 
and uh, he will be looking at the reviews and the, the scores that we do on uh, these materials uh, and the books and uh, identify what kind of education we need to offer our members to, to elevate them and to, to help them get their, their books ready for publication or find a place for, you know, Grandpa's Diary or, or whatever people come up with. Uh, mm. So uh, I think we a, a lot of uh, what I feel about uh, the presidency will depend on how these wonderful people take it and, and, and act on it. Well, you certainly have set the pace, and you certainly have given everybody the inspiration to absolutely escalate this organization. Um, if anybody would like more information, please go to www.mwsadispatches.com. That's where you'll find the Military Writers Society of America. And, um, Joyce, for information in Ohio for this weekend, uh, is there a separate website? Uh, it is actually the same website, but if you want to see the the program on the main mm-hmm. page, right under the headline, there is a PDF that you can link on, and it'll oh, give you all perfect. the details, where we are, a map, of the times of all the different events, uh, the books that are being uh, nominated. Uh, we have three fantastic uh, people who have been nominated for this year's Author of the Year, uh, William C. Hammond. Uh, Carolyn uh, Schreiber and Mike Angley. They're all fabulous authors, any one of them deserving. Uh, so we have all kinds of surprises coming up. Uh, oh, that's but the, fantastic. the program will give you the details. Perfect. Joyce, uh, on behalf of all of the writers existing and future, thank you for your presidency. And we're not going to say goodbye because we will keep having you back um, as our guru as far as uh, inspiration for writing other stories and military stories. We'll have you back next week. Next week, I'll be glad to be there. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Thanks. And along with uh, Joyce next week, we have Lori Bell from NAMMAS, and we'll have Stephen Applebaum joining us as well. Um, And if you have missed any of our programming, of course, find us on iTunes. Find us right here on the Toganet Network, right here on our show page. And uh, we're going to catch everybody next week. Thanks to Debbie Gregory. Thanks to Autumn Arnold, and a big thank you to Joyce Faulkner, the um, soon-to-be past president of Military Writers Society of America. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll catch y'all next week.